Hello everyone, welcome back to the Owl City Cast. I will be in this episode I will be evaluating the album Mobile Orchestra as well as discussing a specific song on the album that I believe is very underrated. That song is called I Found Love. At first I wanted to do the album review and the song review separate, but I think it's much easier and it saves time and hassle to just do everything uh in one episode. Also uh, one of the things I want to point out before getting into this review is that Mobile Orchestra, even though it's arguably LCD's most hated album, I think, honestly, the hate is unnecessary and a bit a bit much because it's not what you're used to hearing with LCD when you listen to something like Ocean Eyes or All Things Bright and Beautiful, but it certainly is still a quality album despite uh, its drawbacks, and I'll get into why I think that is. Before discussing the album, though, I want to talk about the Ultraviolet EP, which came out a year before the album. So Ultraviolet, the EP, came out uh, in 2014. Mobile Orchestra, the album, came out in 2015. Now, when after Adam had released um, Ultraviolet, it got a lot of praise from his fan base because it sounded like pop music, but with Adam's style and focus. So his style of lyrics and music, but with pop uh, mi- mixed into it or sprinkled on top. And that's what uh, really drew people to that EP. And what and it's arguably his best P- EP other than Up June, which was released way back in 2007. But anyways, um, there were originally four songs on the album, or the EP. Uh, Beautiful Times featuring Lindsey Sterling, Up All Night, and, and Wolf Bite. And then the fourth one, which was later removed and added to Mobile Orchestra, was This Isn't the End. Now, why was that song removed from there and added to Mobile Orchestra? I don't know. I I thought that was kind of weird. But that's what Adam Young decided to do, and he stuck with that decision. It never really made sense to me, which is what I think is one of the drawbacks of Mobile Orchestra, but I'll get into more of that uh, in this review. So the album Mobile Orchestra overall is, it's not great, but it's not as bad as people think. And the reason I say that is because I think about seven or eight of the ten songs that are on it are actually pretty good. Like, the ones that I think are really good are Verge, I Found Love, Thunderstruck, My Everything, Unbelievable, Bird with a Broken Wing, Back home, I'm kind of on the fence about just because, like, I like the song, but I know country fans wouldn't like it because uh, Owl City is not really a country musician. He mainly focuses on, like, uh, music that, like, makes you feel like you're in a dream or it makes you feel like you're uh, just imagining something uh, enjoyable and something good and wonderful. So it was weird for him to do a song with a musician, a country musician. He actually teamed up with Jake Owen, a musician he actually has been inspired by and really enjoys listening to. And apparently when he met with him, Jake Owen actually told him, like, he really enjoyed listening to his music, too. Like, he was a fan of Owl City. So they decided to team up for a song. And personally, I think the song is good. I like how their voices are so distinct, but they work well together. And I think the song overall is pretty good. I don't think it's actually bad. 
I don't know if I'd call it great, though. I kind of, it's kind of a middle-of-the-road song. Like, it's good, but it's not, like, it doesn't stand out, is what I mean. One of the weaker, two of the weaker songs, I thought, on the album were Can't Live Without You and You're Not Alone. At first, I really liked Can't Live Without You, but as time has gone on, I'm kind of meh. Essentially, Adam Young decided to take uh, the concept of, you know, he decided to take um, his personal faith in God and incorporate that into what you might call, like, a a song you could dance to. Like, so, basically a song you could dance to. And, um, I, I get the idea and I kind of liked it. I thought it was really cool, but over time it's kind of just grown dull to me because I don't think it's as interesting as it's made out to be. I think it's a little more, in terms of creativity, it feels a little more sapped compared to most of the songs on the album. I also don't like, or I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't like You're Not Alone. I think, it, again, it's a decent song, but it it's not really... So it's a Christian theme song that he write with... Uh, that he did with Brit Nicole, who's a famous Christian musician. However, it feels way too much like a generic Christian pop song for me to enjoy a lot. And so every once in a while if it's on, I'll listen to it, but not very often because I think it's... For a talented musician like Adam Young, it just feels too generic. Which is one of the things I didn't... Which is the main weakness of that song. It felt too much like generic Christian music. And not like a Christian song that felt uh, strong either musically or lyrically. That's not to say its message isn't valuable or that's not good at all. I think it's a decent song. And it's well done. But it's not like... It's not really worth listening to, in my opinion, because there's not much substance to its creativity. I think My Everything is a much better uh, Christian uh, song for Adam to do. And it's one of the better songs on Mobile Orchestra. The other, one of the criticisms... One of the criticisms um, about the album was, I mean, obviously the songs. Some of the stuff I've already said, like Can't Live Without You or Not Alone, was already in the minds of fans. And I mentioned the EP Ultraviolet earlier. Because he wrote music like that a year before this album came out, people thought, oh, he's returning to his old style, with but sprinkling pop in into it. And when this album came out, fans were a bit upset and kind of disappointed because they expected more of what they got in ultraviolet in this album but instead they just got more of what you would find in in uh the midsummer station which i also like i like both albums i think they're good but that's a big reason why fans were upset with this album and despite the drawbacks i've already talked about i think this album does have originality to it so a song like Verge, where, you know, it's about your wedding or graduation, um, despite it not being as an original uh, concept of a song, I think Adam Young was the perfect person to make a song like this, not just musically, but lyrically, because as well as sing it, because he has, excuse me, one sec.
he is in general a very hopeful and kind uh person and the fact that he wrote a song like that for so many people to be encouraging them as they move forward in their new phase of life as they're out on the verge i think he, i think he's the right person for to have to make that song and that's why i really like it because i think his persona and his character fit the song perfectly also i think it's a really i think it's a really fun song i'll discuss i found love later uh thunderstruck i do think this is a good song and it's an original concept essentially it's like what it would be like seeing a ghost or like i forget exactly how he discussed it but it was like um following i think he won i'm not sure ex- i not i don't remember exactly what he talked about with the song or once or what concept inspired it but when i listen to it i think of how like it's can be a bit scary to fall i think it was related to a past experience he had it can be a bit scary to fall in love with someone and that's essentially what that song is depicting is like it's scary to fall in love with someone and uh, that and it can often feel like that it feels like you've been struck by thunder which hence the name thunderstruck it's like a sense of wonder and fear at the same time it, it's a crazy mixture and he included dubstep in the in the song i'm not sure why that was like a huge trend in 2011 2012 so i don't know why he included it in this album like three four years after that trend and it doesn't take away from the song, but I don't think it helps the song either. It's kind of like a, eh, it's just there. But I still really like the song. I think it's good. My Everything was the other Christian-themed uh, song in this album. And I really like it, especially the music video, because in the music video, when he's singing about when I feel lost, when I feel confused, <clears throat> I, um, the the scenery it's dark outside there's no light but then it immediately transfers to him walking in the sunlight because he that because he then sings hallelujah my my almighty god divine hallelujah hallelujah i am yours and you are mine this is all i know how to say and i think that it's interesting how the more complex lyrics come before in the dark and the main chorus comes in the light which i think was very intentional because he's saying i just simply need to accept that god you are my everything and that you are the light that i need you are i cannot live without you because you are actually my everything everything i have everything i am is because of you which i think is a really powerful message as as a speaking as a christian and I believe that was very much Adam Young's intent with that song. Even though it might sound a little bit like a generic Christian song, I think it still has that, musically, I think it still has that Owl City flair, and it's different enough from your typical Christian pop music to actually uh, be distinct and stand out. Another song that people were very critical of, but I really enjoy, is Unbelievable. Unbelievable he teamed up with a nine a band a 90s band or a band who uh grew up in the 90s like adam <clears throat> named hansen 
And so they essentially sing about all the stuff they enjoyed in the 90s. And the reason this song came under fire was because it's like you could literally read a list that someone would post of all the stuff they enjoyed doing in the 90s. And it would, and it's not much different from like the lyrics of the, it's not much different from the lyrics of the song. So it's, so it's like, it doesn't take much. People's criticism, I think, was it doesn't take much creative work to actually make a song like this. <clears throat> but the see the way he did it, like musically and lyrically, and how he made the f he made the lyrics f flow so naturally, <clears throat> is why I really like this song because I don't think that's necessarily easy to do. Yes, you could easily look up the information. But how could someone, but putting it together in a song, writing the music for that song, and then singing it, that all takes hard work, and it's not necessarily easy to do. Now, granted, it may, it might feel a bit uh, lazy from our perspective, but I think from Adam's perspective, it makes a lot of sense. And he even explained in his commentary on this song... <clears throat> That it is the first, like, literal song he wrote where he's literally describing something he experienced, which would come, which would become valuable later on when he wrote the songs for the album Cinematic. Bird with a Broken Wing, which is, I think, a very good song. It, it's the least, it's arguably the least popular on the album. And, uh, which is sad because... Even though it's not as good as his more, his earlier poetic stuff, it's still pretty good and decent enough to where, like, yeah, I could listen to this and really enjoy it. And it certainly speaks to his, uh, his, the quality of his work and, like, the changes he's experienced in the pop music industry, both for good and for bad, I'd say. Because it's not as strong as it could be, but it's still a good song. So I think this song speaks both to the positives and negatives of his experience in the pop music <clears throat> arena. And he, I don't know where he said this, but fans have talked about how he, uh, or at least I think their perception of him leaving like Universal Republic Records was because he felt the pop, the mainstream pop was too much pressure on him creatively and he did not enjoy that because it forced him to put work out that he didn't necessarily maybe feel was complete or that he could have done more to more to improve the song or work or he couldn't write everything that he wanted to. I apologize for that noise in the background. That was my dog uh, barking at something. Um, to continue my discussion of the album Mo Mobile Orchestra. Again, I think Adam just felt very pressured in the mainstream pop industry to create, and that's why he left his record label. I also think he... Um, let's see. And now if you look at his his album Cinematic, you see that the he is still working with a record label. It's called Sky Harbor Records. And I think the reason he signed with them is because he, they are allowing him to be more independent with his creativity. They're allowing him 
to do things in a way and in a time that is more fitting to what he wants and works with his creativity. And I think that's really good for him because with, I think, mainly with Mobile Orchestra, he did feel a bit pressured to um, create music for his record label, which I think is why a big reason why the album is not as good as it could have been. I think maybe had they granted him more time, he would have done a better job with it. I also think there probably would have been more songs on it than what was given. And to continue talking about the songs on the album, I last discussed Bird with a Broken Wing. Back home, uh, just to reiterate, he teamed up with a country musician uh, by the name of Jake Owen. He and Jake Owen is moderately famous. He's pretty, I think he's pretty big in the country music world as far as country musicians go. And um, they're both fans of each other's music. They decided to team up for a song. And while, yes, Adam did grow up in a, t- in a small town in southern Minnesota, he does live like right next to the countryside. And let me tell you, a lot of Minnesotans, regardless if they're from the suburbs or from small towns or the or just the rural areas of the state they love their country music that's not to say everyone outside of the main of the big cities is a fan of country music but you know it, it's kind of just a general thing even though we are very much a northern state we still enjoy country music quite a lot because we have all this farmland and so many of us live either next to or in the country so I don't think it's necessarily bad for him to do a country-styled song. And I think it actually worked out. I'm still kind of meh on it because I think it could have been, like... It's just not as interesting of a song to me, personally. I think it was a good so- I think it's a good song, but it's just not as interesting to me as the other songs on the album or most of his other music. I discussed Can't Live Without You, which I thought was good. I still enjoy it, but it's not as good as I thought it was. He said it was um a sequel to Tidal Wave, which I can kind of see, because if you listen to the end of Tidal Wave or listen through it and then immediate play Can't Live Without You, it does the music does flow naturally uh, from one to the other, so I, I can certainly see that, but I don't think it's as good a song. It's It's nice, it's fun, but it's not, you know, great. Uh, You're Not Alone, I'm not going to go over that again. And this isn't the end. So this song was originally on the EP Ultraviolet, which came out a year before Mobile Orchestra. And uh, I think it's a really good song. So essentially Adam talks about... um, uh, He talked about how the music for the song was not hard to come up with, but the lyrics and the content were. And essentially, it's a song about dealing with suicide. It's just a story about a girl who's who lost her father to suicide, and she is a and she and the song is all about her processing that um, those feelings and emotions that come with when you deal with someone who took their life uh, unexpectedly. And I think he wrestled with it. Now, Owl City is known for you know uplifting more positive uh feel his music is more uplifting and positive so for him to tackle something like this is pretty significant and the fact that he did something that is typically very depressing the fact he did so well and put you know at the end he put a he gave it a positive ending um the fact that he was able to do that 
with something so heavy and hard to deal with is, I think, incredible. Now, I this is part of where my criticism of the album comes in. I mean, I've already been critical of the album, but this is like, I think the biggest criticism I have is that this song didn't stay on the Ultraviolet EP and he just incorporated into this album. To me, that is a little bit of a lazy thing. I don't know why he did it. Maybe he just thought it fit better in this album than the EP, but I I don't know. I, I found that move by him to be very confusing. Maybe he just thought it fit with the other tracks better than it did with the tracks on the EP. If it better with the tracks on the album versus the ones on the EP, I, I'm not sure what his thinking was. I don't... So... I apologize. I don't think he was trying to be lazy. It just appears lazy because, you know, we're the ones listening to it and we realize this change and it's like, well, why did that happen? Yeah. So that one I can't really explain and that one I would, I'm kind of critical of because I don't think he needed to switch it from one album, from the EP to the album, but that's what he decided to do and that's what he did. It is what it is. Overall, I will say Mokobo Orchestra, like, as a grade, I would give it a B, because I do think it is an above-average album, but it's not an above-average, per se. Well, I guess it is an above-average album, even for Owl City, but the thing is, it, I think compared to most pop albums, or at least a lot of them, I should say, not all, not most, but a lot, is that it is somewhat better than a lot of those, because it's not... Adam's still being sincere and genuine. Even if the music is not what fans expected or not necessarily what they most wanted to hear from him, it still is good stuff, and it's better than, I think, a lot of pop music that's out there. And I think a lot of fans can agree on that. Okay, now I'm looking at the Ultraviolet EP. It says it came out in 2015. I don't know. 2014, 2015, whatever. But yeah, I thought Mobile Orchestra was a decent album. It's not, it's probably, if I were to rank the albums, and I don't know if I'll do an episode on that because that just feels tedious, but I think the, I think this would be at, at or towards the bottom just because I don't, I think of all his albums. Now keep in mind, I think all of his albums are very good, but this one would be towards the bottom because I don't think it's as good as his real, as some of his earlier stuff. And especially, and I also think Cinematic is better than Mobile Orchestra, at least as a whole album, you know, thinking about all the songs in there. What I would love to see him do with Mobile Orchestra is like add maybe three more songs to it because I thought the album was a little short. That's my biggest problem with it is that it's literally only 10 songs. Nine, if you decide to not include This Isn't the End, which was originally because it was originally on the Ultraviolet EP. But regardless of all that, I still think it's a decent album. And it gets a bit of unnecessary hate uh, from the fans. I think a lot of them have become around to respect the album, or at least, you know, not hate it as much. But I still think there is some animosity or there is a strong disliking towards this album. I also want to discuss a specific song on this album, which... uh, which I think is arguably his most, Al City's most underrated song, and that is the song I Found Love. It's the one right after uh, Verge. 
and essentially in an interview, Adam described it as having a dual pur- purpose where it talks about love between like a husband and wife or like, yeah, a husband and wife, as well as a uh, love of God, God's love upon his children, those whom he has saved through Christ. Uh, I think the song has a great music and it's a very emotional message because it's not just um, talking about, you know, those two loves that I mentioned, but it's also talking about um, the reality of like when you're on your deathbed and you're in your last moments of life, it's like, what are you going to be thinking about? And you're like, well, I'm probably going to be thinking about um, the person who I've loved my whole life, which is my spouse. Also, I'm going to think about how God's love has been present throughout my life. Uh, life and what that's going to look like once I enter the heavenly gates to meet him and uh, that's part of what makes it such a good song and also that's also what makes its message so emotional it also has that classic Owl City style of happy music with sad lyrics because like it is sad because you're it's about you and your last moments of life on your deathbed but it's also happy because like you are excited for what is about to happen. You're about to go meet God, and that's amazing. And it ends positively, which I really like. And what I think is ironic is that even though it's such a good song, it was put on Mobile Orchestra, which is his least popular album, at least among his fans. And and, uh, I didn't discuss it in the other two parts in the... in the first parts of this interview because I want to give it special attention because I think it deserves that special attention because of how it was crafted musically and lyrically. And the line that sticks out to me the most with this song is the line, I'm not afraid because your love, it falls like rain and burns like fire. So in other words, God's love, it falls like rain and burns like fire. So in falling like rain, you get those storms rainstorms where like rain just is continually falling and there's so much of it that it's overwhelming and God's love often feels like that it's overwhelming and yet it also burns like fire in that it's it's strong it's powerful it like fire uh, purif like how fire or heat purifies things this fire uh, God's love purifies our hearts and our minds to know him more. It cleans us. It cleans us and makes us more capable or makes our ability to love God stronger and greater. He purifies our love so that we can love him more clearly and love, love him more clearly. Yeah. Sorry, it's just, I'm stepping from music to theology, so my mind's a little uh, muddled on it. But yeah, God's love is really purifying. And that means that there's going to be heat. There's going to be like this tense heat because it is not only overwhelming, it's purifying. It gets rid of what doesn't need to be there. And that's what makes the song, I think, so powerful is that it talks about that in such a clear and profound, a simple yet profound way. And 
I think that's why this is arguably Owl City's most underrated song because of how it talks about God's love. And this is also a song that I think is really good despite the album that it's on. I think that's all I have for this song as well as my review of this album. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to making more episodes and reviewing more music by Owl City and other artists. See you in the next one.